Hi, I'm Nate Paff. On today's episode, I'm counting down the 20 best Beatles songs. What belongs in the Beatles tier one top 20 is a question I've debated for decades. I see the Beatles as the only band where if you listed their 50 best songs, their top 20 is only marginally better than songs 21 to 50. What would you put in your top 20 or your top 10? In the comments, please let me know where you agree and disagree with my list. If you look at the comments section, I've listed all the songs that I break down in my top 20 and links to those songs if you want to follow along and listen. So starting at the top, number 20, down to number one, counting down the absolute best Beatles songs. Number 20, Taxman. Definitely one of the best opening songs to any album. It's the sound of the Beatles entering their peak. George fully grown as a songwriter, Paul just crushing it on bass. The strength and clarity of the vocal harmonies is unmatched. Taxman is a perfect blend of pop and rock. It's political commentary, but it's art first and political commentary second. The Beatles almost always had a larger artistic vision in mind and never settled for making philosophical or political points ahead of advancing their artistic vision. I think this is why their music has aged so well. It doesn't feel like it's time bound. It doesn't feel like you have to understand the historical or political context to understand their work. I think it's the timelessness of their sound that separates them from every other band. Number 19, I'm Only Sleeping. An understated masterpiece of songwriting and harmony. It's psychedelia without the bells and whistles. It's John at his best, understated, dreamy, ambiguous. It completes what I believe is the greatest three-song opening of any album ever. Revolver's Taxman to Eleanor Rigby to I'm Only Sleeping. This is highly professional songwriting that just gets better the more you listen to it. Number 18, Fixing a Hole. One of the best songs on Pepper and definitely one of Paul's best songwriting efforts. The vocal and guitar layering that build as the song progresses, the production value, the psychedelic feel are just special. It manages to have kind of an echoey distance while also feeling very intimate. Fixing a Hole is the sound of the Beatles on top of musical Mount Everest, a place where they spent about 12 to 14 months, from the spring of 1966 to the summer of 1967. It's the sound of the Beatles fully matured as musicians and Paul at the peak of his powers. Number 17, Don't Let Me Down. The first time I heard this song, I was a teenager watching a late night TV show when a band came on stage and performed a cover of Don't Let Me Down. I had just gotten into the Beatles and had never heard Don't Let Me Down, as it's not on any of their main albums. But hearing the music, I could immediately recognize that distinct sound of Paul on bass, and the lyrics had a noticeably John feel. It just sounded so good, so I immediately searched to find if this was a Beatles song, and when I found the original version, I was floored. Now, almost 20 years later, after listening to it dozens of times, I'm still startled by Paul's work on bass, the chemistry of the band. No band can make music like this. There was just a spark and a magic when the four of them got on a record together. It didn't matter what was going on with them personally. They were on the verge of breaking up at this point, strung out, tired of being rock stars, but they were apparently impervious to internal dysfunction affecting their musical chemistry. The music they produced together in their final nine months is definitely some of their best work. Number 16, Get Back. Another late Beatles song that showcases their explosive chemistry. I think it's definitely one of the best Ringo songs. The infectious rhythm is hard to resist. People who don't even like the Beatles will still like this song. The energy just jumps out of the speakers and still sounds so fresh even 50 years later. Number 15, All You Need Is Love. This is the Beatles at the height of their powers. Written on the heels of Pepper and performed in front of 400 million people on live TV during the Summer of Love, this TV performance ranks up there with their first Ed Sullivan appearance as their most iconic moment on screen. During this performance in 1967, everybody was in awe, from critics to musicians to kids to grandparents. Never before had the band enjoyed such acclaim and adoration across the world. 
It's definitely one of John's best songwriting efforts and is a great example of the kind of uplifting, positive message that the Beatles put out that has made their legacy so durable. Number 14, Being for the Benefit of Mr. Kite. This song is wacky. At first glance, the wide array of sounds may seem like bells and whistles, but it's actually really nuanced and carefully crafted music. Paul's work on bass is again incredible. Ringo's drumming is excellent, and the use of different harmonicas and organs really adds to the wide range of musical sounds we hear on Pepper. The song was definitely inspired by drugs, but drugs are not needed to bask in its glory. 11 to 13. The three songs stretch on the second half of Abbey Road from Polythene Pam to She Came In Through the Bathroom Window to Golden Slumbers. The guitar solo at the end of Polythene Pam is definitely one of the best moments of a Beatles record. John dismissed the song as crap, at least from a songwriting perspective. It was kind of a throwaway piece that he wrote the previous year in India. But musically, it holds up really well, and the final guitar solo is maybe the apex of the epic second side medley. She Came In Through the Bathroom Window just has magical guitar work. And then Golden Slumbers, Paul and the band just creating more magic. This is epic Beatles. It's just beautifully put together, and this final stretch of songs in Abbey Road are among the most poignant stretches of music ever put to record. Number 10, Within You, Without You. I could easily put this song higher on the list because when played in the right time and place, it's definitely one of their most powerful songs. It's such a unique sound, so different than any other pop song ever written. It's the heart and soul of their most acclaimed album, probably the most acclaimed album in history, and it has the power to resonate in a very deep place. Number nine, Come Together. I see it as the best opening song on any album ever. Anytime this song comes on, no matter where you are, it just provides a spark and sounds so fresh. John always spoke highly of this song, calling it funky. I'd call it just badass. Paul's work on bass is packed with energy and originality. Ringo's drumming is excellent. It's a song with such a tight groove. This certainly belongs up there in the conversation of one of the best John songs. Number eight, Yesterday. The most covered song ever with one of the more interesting backstories. Paul woke up one morning and the song was just there in his head. Makes you question where it came from. It has a haunting otherworldliness, complemented by the sound of that early Beatles innocence and clarity. It's a song that never gets old and is the only pre-1966 song to make this list. Number seven, You Never Give Me Your Money. Dynamic, poignant, one of the last songs the Beatles ever recorded together. This is Paul as a songwriter at his best. The Beatles are like the Himalayas with all their different peaks. This may not be Everest, but it's definitely close. Number six, Eleanor Rigby. Recorded in April and June of 1966, this contains maybe the best songwriting of any pop song in history. It's lyrics that explore the isolation and meaninglessness of modern life feel more pertinent now than ever before. Paul led the songwriting, but it was a collaborative effort, with even some friends from outside the band contributing. It's timeless music, with a sound and feel unlike any other pop song ever made. Number 5, Penny Lane. Released in February of 1967, this song has the optimism, the energy, and the inspirational quality that made the Beatles so special. It has maybe the best chorus of any of their songs and one of the great melodies of any rock song ever. I see the Strawberry Fields Penny Lane single as definitely the best single ever released. I go back and forth between which song is better. I'm gonna give Strawberry Fields a slight edge. Number four, Strawberry Fields. John considered this to be one of his best songs for obvious reasons. It just sounds different than any other song ever made. It's mysterious and mystical and otherworldly, George Martin said that not including Penny Lane and Strawberry Fields on Sgt. Pepper was the biggest mistake of his career. And I agree. If those two songs were on Pepper, there really wouldn't be a debate about what's the best album ever. It would clearly be Pepper. 
there has been a debate going on for years about where you would fit Strawberry Fields Penny Lane in the track listing of Pepper. I would have put Strawberry Fields right after being for the benefit of Mr. Kite and Penny Lane after Good Morning, Good Morning at the end of the album. The addition of these two songs alone would have placed Pepper head and shoulders above their other great albums. Regardless, the Penny Lane Strawberry Fields single is maybe the greatest example of the kind of magic the Beatles could produce. Number three, Getting Better. Probably no other song captures the synergy of the band better than Getting Better. The explosive energy of the song hits so hard, Paul just crushing it on bass, it has such a powerful rhythm. I find it impossible to sit still when listening to this song, it's just so infectious. I see it as the best song on Pepper, which is saying a lot. Number two, Dr. Robert. The Beatles at their most psychedelic. The strength and clarity of their vocal harmonies leading into the chorus is maybe their peak vocal work. The electric guitar sound just jumps out of the speakers and still sounds incredibly fresh 50 plus years later. It still sounds like a song from the future. John's songwriting contains all of the simplicity and accessibility that made him one of the best to ever do it. I can't think of any other Beatles song that has this much energy or brims with more of that distinct Beatles brilliance. It's the peak of Revolver, which I see as the best rock album ever made. Number one, Rain. This song is like a dream. The B-side of their 1966 paperback writer single, this is John at his peak as a singer-songwriter. The lyrics are deep, but also simple. It leaves so much room for exploration. It's the Beatles at the beginning of their psychedelic sound, when John and George were first experimenting with LSD. Recorded in April of 1966, the same month they recorded some of Revolver's best songs like Eleanor Rigby and Dr. Robert, it's the beginning of their summit on Everest, where they stayed for about 14 months into the summer of 1967. All of the top six songs on my list come from this period. I don't think any other band has reached the heights the Beatles reached during this period. They were riding a creative and cultural and chemical high, blending classical Indian styles with beautiful melodies and brilliant rock sounds. Rain features some of Paul's best work on bass, some of John's best singing and songwriting, and Ringo's best drumming. Its final minute, and especially its final 30 seconds, are among the greatest moments in rock music. I would say it has the greatest final minute of any song in the history of rock. Heard on the right speakers at the right time and place, Rain can be a revelation. I recommend getting alone with it and going deep. That's it for my top 20. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to my channel, and please let me know where you agree and disagree with my list. Also, be sure to check out these songs in the comments section where I provide links to each and every one in my top 20. Thank you.